Hello and welcome to BDO's Global Natural Resources Industry Group podcast. My name is Catherine Bell, the manager of the Industry Group and your host for this podcast series. Our aim for this podcast is to deliver short, informative and timely insights, which are easy to access. Our industry program covers three subsectors, which are mining, oil and gas and renewables. With industry expertise spanning over 160 countries, we will use this podcast to introduce you to them and have them discuss the hot topics of the day. We welcome any feedback and or topics you'd like us to address. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode three of BDO's Global Natural Resources podcast. My name is Catherine Bell, your host. Whilst not a natural resources company, we have been joined by CEO Amit Gupta and COO Ulrich Loffler from the company Ecosystem, a BDO client who are here to share with us how they are currently managing through this first of its kind global crisis. Ecosystem is a new age technology research and advisory firm that brings together tech buyers, vendors and analysts into one integrated platform. Welcome Amit and Uli and thanks for joining this discussion. First question to Amit, could you share with us how you and your business are currently coping during this time? Well thank you Catherine and and uh, you know, first of all, thanks for um, thanks for setting this up with Ali and myself. And you know, I hope everyone in the broader BDO team as well uh, and safe and their families as well. Um, look, I I think um, you know you're coping as best as you can. Uh, I think at a personal front, we're seeing um, just you know a significant shift in our own lifestyles. Right. So learning to cope with that. I think we're also we also have to remind ourselves um, because your thoughts go for people who are impacted uh, a lot more, and you know we we consider ourselves a little bit fortunate just based on our locations at the moment. Being in for Lee and myself, being in Singapore, um, Australia, or in Asia Pacific in general, has been a little bit more contained. But I think yeah, I mean we're seeing um, you know decades of shift. Uh, take place over weeks at the moment in terms of our patterns and how we live our lifestyles. Um, so learning to cope with that, trying to stay healthy. Um, you know, we um, try and get on with um, our day as best as we can. Uh, pretty much confined to this little office I have in my home. And as you can see, I've got a little extra cycle here as well. Uh, try to exercise a little bit. Uli's our, our team motivation to keep us all going for the ex- with the exercise. Um, from a business standpoint, you know, again, as we got into this, we started seeing the signs early on in in, in February, when especially when Singapore started getting impacted. Uh, we started canceling all our travel, and um, you know, events started getting cancelled, and we realized, and you know, Uli and I had a chat, and we discussed almost on a daily basis, and you know, our view was at that point, and 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 I maintain it even more now, is that this is, you know. We were not going to get into an economic crisis. We were getting into a humanitarian crisis, and the the economic fallout was basically a result of that. So uh, we just have to deal with it. So I think our approach has been, you know, if we can take an approach where first of all we focus on the people, that's our team um, and our customers, um, and then we'd be in a much better position to um, deal with the business environment. 
Thanks, Amit. Turning to you, Uli, could you comment on what have been your biggest challenges to date? Yeah, thanks, thanks, Catherine. And um, I might maybe take on what what, what Amit just mentioned. So, I guess uh, you know, first of all, it's it's, it's about people. You know, we're in, in a people business. You know, we're a services business, so it's about um, you know the teams, um, you know, the clients as well. So. Um, you know, fortunately, the you know the industry that we're working in, we are quite used to working remotely. You know, so you know, traveling and you know, working working offsite and everything hasn't been um, you know completely new to to us. Um, but what what we first of all had to figure out is a little bit how do we stay uh, you know connected on it on a daily basis you know with, with the teams and also um, you know still keeping an eye out on you know individuals because everyone uh, you know is, uh, is is probably impacted in different ways you know some are more you know impacted um, uh, because their families you know they might have families in geographies which 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 are more impacted which are less um, you know contained as uh, you know as Ahmed said you know some people have elderly people in retirement homes so not able to see them because of different lockdowns or different restrictions so um being being physically separated but still being able to to touch base with a team on a you know on, on a regular basis obviously um having these kind of water cooler discussions just like you know to just just stay exactly what what what, are, what is happening in people's life and people's work life as well what are they working on and you know that it's not becoming too disjointed because while working remotely is not new working remotely for maybe six to eight weeks is uh, you know is is new for you know for, for us as well um so that's um you know has probably been 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 the key challenge um uh, or, or maybe adjustment i should say um so what we have implemented is um a daily um team stand-up you know where uh, everyone dials into into video conferencing uh, a zoom call and um uh, I think Ahmed called it before in, in, in a different discussion that uh, it's kind of the highlight of the day, you know, seeing everyone, you know, in the, in the different locations and the different teams. And, um, you know, so that's, um, you know, it, it's really good. And, um, you know, so keeping the keeping the keeping the team team connected and, uh, you know, and the spirits up as well. Um, and the same one, I would I would say is for the for the clients as well for the market, you know, just um, while, you know, there might be an impact on the way we're engaging from a commercial aspect. Um, we're still trying to stay connected and, um, you know, obviously touching base or, you know, staying, staying um, uh, connected to, to, to clients, you know, uh, understanding how they're coping with that, um, you know, obviously seeing if we can help, um, but just maintaining relationships as well, you know, and, and, and offering support where, where, wherever we can. Amit, ecosystem is still relatively new, just a few years old. Could you explain how the ecosystem business model has allowed you to continue to operate? Um, you know, we're, we're a digital platform um, and the first and only global digital platform that allows you a different way to get research in, the way research is aggregated, the way it's analyzed and the way it's consumed. Um, and it's because it's a fully integrated platform that has end-to-end -end capability for our customers to engage with, consume and engage with us, uh, but also the inbuilt capabilities, first of all, to drive um, community-wide engagement on the platform, but then second, uh, specific communication tools that are built into the platform that allow our customers to engage with our analysts and, and so on. So I think we've found that that in itself presents a huge opportunity because the world is getting more and more used to uh, the new way of working, as they call it. And, you know, I've always maintained that, you know, while we believe we can change our industry uh, and literally spin it on its head, um, it's a process you go through because it takes time to change habits of people and people are still used to dealing with um, the legacy way of working that some of the older firms have um, and it's hard for their customers to change their own mindset. But I think 
what we're finding is that this current state will actually catalyze that process and, and, and fast track and get people to recognize that this is actually a much more sensible um, and contemporary way uh, of engaging now and going forward. So do you think this um, pandemic has in some ways benefited ecosystem in terms of that acceleration? Uh, that is, um, I'm just choosing the words. Uh, I, as I say to my team on our team standards when we end it, I never ended on stay positive because I, I, that, that word in itself has very, very <laughs> negative connotations. So we just say stay strong. Similarly, um, you know, just the thought of um, any kind of gain or benefit from this scenario is just so hard to absorb and relate to. But um, I think what it does is it it will create more, uh, it will accelerate the acceptability of what we're trying to do. Uli, would you like to comment? Maybe to add to that, um, I would also say the, you know, the acceptance of um, or the appetite to try something new for companies in, in, in all areas, I think, um, has definitely increased um, because I think companies understand that they they can't continue with, um, you know, the way they, they've done business before. You know, a lot of the engagement with clients don't work anymore. Um, so that's why, you know, the, you know, trying something new, even if it fails, at least we've tried, you know, the market is more um, probably accepting of, of um, you know, something that might not be perfect. Um, so that's why I think, you know, that gives us maybe a little bit of a nudge at the moment that comes to, hey, look, it might be different to what we're used to, but let's give it a go because, you know, we've got to change something. You know, we can't continue with them. Um, yeah, it's, it sounds like, you know, this has uh, ensued almost like a, a kind of a disruption of systems across, you know, on, on every level, whether it's at the country level, economic level and, and business level. So I think, um, you know, just looking internally amongst what we're doing as well, there's just lots of rethinking um, being done around um, how we're operating. And I think that's um, only a positive thing, I guess. So uh, interesting. But the other question I had quickly back to you, Amit, was, uh, you mentioned that you were approaching this from a humanitarian crisis situation as opposed to an economic or a financial crisis. Could you just quickly um, comment on how you differentiate between the two? Um, what, what's, what approach is, why is it different to perhaps a financial crisis approach? Well, um, I mean, you know, first of all, I, I think the big difference is, um, you know, people are getting sick and in, in, in some cases, unfortunately, um, you know, the fatalities. Um, some of those are pretty, um, for, for, for some people, are immediate families and friends, right? And when people are in that frame of mind and when they're dealing with survival, not of a business, but for themselves and their families and how they're going to fend for themselves, just the amount of mental stress that people go through, the physical impact of this, you know, this, this healthcare crisis, um, I think there's so much for people to deal with. And, you know, so if you were to focus only on the economic angle, then it becomes hard to deal with it. The, the approach we've taken, um, I guess, to provide more context, the way we look at it is, if you're able to look after people, which means your customers and, and, uh, and your teams, and you're empathetic and you understand what they're going through, then it becomes a lot easier to deal with it. As an example, as I shared earlier, uh, we made a decision not to uh, not to overly promote COVID content. We made a decision that um, also not the right time to be you know building sales pipelines and reaching out to our um, customers because uh, a lot of our customers are big global multinationals and if you look at their corporate offices, 
you know, just like just like for you guys as well, for video as well, uh, they're either based in uh, Europe or the US. And those markets are so severely impacted and people in those markets are so severely impacted. Uh, and as a result, companies are impacted. Um, you know, we had one of our big customers and probably one of the biggest um, technology vendors, um, you know, their CEO made a comment uh, publicly and said, we're going to stop all marketing spend because we're going to conserve all our cash for people that we have. And um, so, you know, if, if we genuinely believe that that's what companies should be doing and that's what we would be doing, uh, then we've got to be empathetic. And I think our customers also realize that, you know, we've given them that respite and respect. And, you know, when if we can help them with something, we're there to help them. Uh, but we're not there to, to place any additional pressures on them. I mean, that's that's kind of my, my approach towards it. Um, I think you just... Um, we have to figure out a way where we can add value, uh, sometimes uh, overtly and sometimes just in the background. Got it. No, sounds good. Um, so th the next question I was hoping to, to field with you is that your business, like ours, is as a service business. Um, how have you seen your clients' demands change in the last couple of months and what sorts of information are they now prioritising, if any? Okay. So... I think the simplest way to respond to that is I'm going to defer that to Uli, and I'll tell you why. I think um, two months ago, as part of our continuity plan, we carved out what our focus was going to be because Uli and I um, effectively make decisions together and we run the business uh, and we decided to carve out different pieces and, and priorities so that we could keep our bits running. Um, and I think, you know, Uli's been in the cold face of engaging with all the customers um, and, you know, my response would be very anecdotal, but Uli's would be very real. Uli. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, look, I mean, first of all, to the um, uh, to the previous point that, that Ahmed raised as well, it's, it's not the time to build actively, you know, sales pipeline. And I'm not sure if you've seen, um, you know, some of the stats being released by some of the marketing automation tools, you know, whether it's Salesforce or Marketo or, you know, HubSpot or the like. Um, there is, uh, since the crisis started, there's a lot more sales activity happening, a lot more EDMs being sent out or, um, you know, sales um, uh, emails sent out. Um, but the, so while the activity has increased, the engagements have declined. So, um, which, which is a good indication as well that, uh, you know, companies don't want to be bombarded at the moment with sales, you know, do you want to buy this or, you know, any kind of blunt, blunt sales approach. So that's why um, I think the messaging or the engagement is really, really important because you can do a lot of damage, um, you know, in the process. Um, what what we found is, as Ahmed said as well, we 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 shied away from the COVID topic at all. Um, you know, so not actually, um, especially from our research side. Um, you know, all of these predictions. You know, the impact of COVID on the economy and everything. It's essentially it's meaningless because, especially at the at the beginning when it kicked off, no one knew how it would play out. You know, and uh, you know a lot of these uh, you know forecasts are 24 hours later they're already uh, you know obsolete again. So. Um, that's where you know we started looking at let's let's sit back and actually not add to that um, you know to that discussion. However, what we found out then as well is that what companies were interested in is really actionable advice. So, for example, we did one engagement with um, a government agency here in Australia, who um, you know wanted to help a lot of the smaller business enterprises or you know, companies 
to really like you know what are what are the you know ten things to consider if you're working remotely you know um, so you know we we had some you know meaningful research for that you know we have um, you know uh, you know thought leader analysts and that so we did um, a webinar session where we invited essentially you know the, the whole community of of SMBs to to dial in and it was a very pragmatic um, you know topic on looking you know, here are the do's and don'ts you know on 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 what to do. Um, and this kind of, um, you know, actionable advice, I guess, um, you know, worked, worked really well and it's, you know, it's well received. Um, anything that is more strategically looking at, um, you know, what will happen in three years, what happens in 2021, to be honest, companies don't have the mindset for that at the moment. They, you know, they're really struggling with managing, managing today and, um, you know, getting, getting their head around the, you know, the, the new normal and, um, you know, what, 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 how they keep their business, uh, business alive. Um, so that's why um, you know BDO might be in a similar situation where you know when you um, look at the, the services or the advisory side. So first of all, times of of um, uh, uncertainty requires advisory because you know you are looking for some look what other companies doing. You know what what what's um, you know the kind of um, uh, you know help that that we can get, but it has to be pointed and um, you know it has to be um, you know meaningful. Um, so what we found any of the forward looking as well, um, you know, plans or strategies that companies or clients had, like, you know, big investments, expansion plans, M&A activity, which usually requires research for, you know, business opportunity validation or, uh, you know, other kind of, um, um, you know, secondary, um, um, uh, you know, proof points uh, has kind of fallen away because people don't look, look that far out at the moment. Um, but then on the other hand, where we saw an increase is really, really you know, helping companies with today um, as well as helping companies, as Ahmed said, is with their engagement, you know, using um, a research-based um, content, not to sell or build pipeline, but to, to, to keep engaging with the, with the market. So that's where we've actually seen, 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 a, seen a good increase. And I think that's where BDO would have a, have a huge opportunity as well, um, you know, to, to add some meaningful um, you know, support to, to, to a lot of companies. No, excellent. Um, I've got probably just uh, one last question, um, or two actually, but um, they're both quite difficult ones. Um, it's uh, this one's sort of the holy grail question, and that is, you know, if you did know that this was going to happen six months ago, what might you have done differently? Amit, do you want to try that one first? <laughs> and then we can sure. go to Uli. Sure. Um, look, on a lighter note, uh, I would have probably taken a few more holidays, uh, for sure. Uh, I haven't had one for a while. Uh, would have been good. Would have travelled a little bit. Uh, who knows when you're going to do that next? I uh, would have probably spent a bit more time with some friends, catching up with friends and family. Um, and but I think uh, also maybe investing a little bit more in uh, my home office. Right? <laughs> um, so um, thankfully I have one, so it allows me to keep continuity. But um, but I think on a, a, a from a from a business perspective, um, I think there are there are we would put more emphasis I think on the capabilities of our platform that drive engagement and um, allow the community as a whole to engage more. Uh, we already have those capabilities. There's you know as with any sort of product development efforts, you know it's 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 an ongoing process and. Um, trust me, it never finishes. In fact, every quarter is it just increases the, the amount of uh, build activity you have in it. And I think uh, we would have prioritized certain things on our platform that would have been more in line with what the market needs today. 
but also in terms of um, it would have uh, helped uh, the industry as a whole uh, coming out of this um, just with the ability for them to engage with uh, analysts, the content research. Uh, I don't think there's any, even, even in this scenario, I can't actually look on hindsight and go, could what could we have done so differently that the outcome would be so different? No, no, you're right. Uh, Uli, would you like to add to that one? <laughs> Anything? Yeah, no, I, th I think I, I agree. Like, especially being a, you know, a, a growth business. So we've got, um, so the development or, you know, growth platform, um, pipeline is probably a two year development um, um, plan that we have uh, with a lot of different, different, um, uh, you know, things in the pipeline. So the prioritization had would have definitely been been differently. Um, even plans like you know we had, we had a plan to expand into the U.S. market. Um, you know we were playing this for Q1 2021. Sorry for 2020 actually. So um, if we had known, I think all the consideration and you know time going into planning that you know would have would have been deferred immediately, and we could have uh, you know put this energy into into some other developments or you know growth plans which would have been more. Um, uh, digitally focused or you know more platform focused so but um that said like you know it's not uh, you know it, it's pushed out but it's not cancelled so that's why you know hopefully we can benefit from all this energy at some stage that's right hindsight's a wonderful thing so i guess on the yeah. flip side of that um now you know what's happened you know has that affected your forward planning what have you are the things that you have brought forward um to invest in your platform or uh, what are you using this time i guess at home um for um yeah no look so first of all i think that the planning process i think we talked about all the good stuff right the reality is uh there are lots and lots of challenges uh i think we wouldn't be unique i think neither would the you know video or any other company um, um be um you know shielded from those challenges and i think uh, again the first one comes down to uh, planning to ensure that we we are building not only trying to get through this, but we're getting through this in a way that the business comes out uh, as sustainable as we want it to be. Right. Um, I think from a uh, customer standpoint as well, there's still lots of risks and unknowns. Um, you know, we might be you know booking lots of new sales orders and, and so on, but we know that there is an inherent risk that customers may not be able to pay or pay on time, right? Yeah. So cash flow, um, you know, especially in a business where, um, you know, some engagements are really fast moving, some are subscription based, it does have a huge cash flow implication if some of those um, blocks fall off. So so we are continuously planning for that and, and it's changed our approach towards that plan. So when we look at our revenues, uh, our book revenues and deferred revenues uh, and pipeline revenues, uh, we look at it very closely, we look at it very sensibly, um, and the way we manage our costs, uh, eventually it comes down to a cash flow uh, planning. So we do a 90-day rolling plan at the moment, and on the, in that rolling plan, the emphasis is really on cash flow. Um, so we've taken away all the fancy jargon and all the fancy views that we create for our investor decks. We've taken all of that away, and we just focus on a simple spreadsheet. Uh, and it really comes down to just monitoring each of those. Um, at the same time, I think from a planning perspective, we have prioritized, as you said, um, things that we wished we had prioritized if we had known this was going to happen. Uh, but we know now. And because we decided to take a bit of a step back and, and think that through. Um, and ironically, it's, it's, it's been good timing because we have just moved our core technology build uh, capability uh, 
um, from a smaller uh, boutique provider to you know one of the top three um, global technology companies globally who are, who are now who are one of the largest uh, IT consulting and services companies. So they're managing uh, the digital platform build. Um, and so as we get into that, we've managed to prioritize with them what are the things that we want to focus on for the next three months because we want to be ready uh, with those and test those out as we start, the market starts to come out of this um, situation and, and then the next six to nine month plan as well. Sounds like a positive plan, um, Uli. Yeah, one, one thing to, to add to um, what I think and coming back to the humanitarian um, aspect, I think the team would definitely be stronger coming out of it than it was getting getting into the into the crisis. Um, obviously, first of all, you know, I think uh, extreme situations always bond, uh, you know, bond teams and um, uh, getting through that together, obviously, you know, it's, it's a huge achievement, um, you know, for, for the team as well as for, for, for each individually as well. Um, but also, um, based on this working from home and, you know, having a lot of, you know, video cords now, you you learn a lot more personal things about, um, you know, about your team members and um, whether it's, you know, family members walking in the background quickly saying hello or, you know, the different coffee habits of different team members. You know, whether, you know, they're, yeah, exactly. Animals or home baristas versus, you know, the instant coffee drinkers. And um, so, you know, we had like, uh, you know, probably in the last eight weeks, you get to know your team members better than maybe the two, three years before, you know, spending eight hours a day in, in, you yeah. know, in the office with them. So that's why, um, you know, we, we, we strongly fear that, you know, coming out of this, the, the team will actually be even more, you know, you know, more um, functional and even more motivated and, you know, more um, uh, hopefully ready for, for the next uh, next phase. Thanks, Uli and Amit, for joining me today and for sharing some great insights on strategies around keeping your business relevant and resilient. It's a trying time for everyone, but great to hear Ecosystem is meeting the challenges with both positivity and pragmatism. Thank you again, and we look forward to chatting again soon.